Welcome to the podcast for First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights. These are the audio versions of the sermons preached each Sunday. I hope you enjoy. So our first scripture reading comes from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. It is different from what you see in there. These are actually the last words of Deuteronomy. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them. I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him, For that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give you to your your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now our second scripture lesson from 1 Corinthians. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now, you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together. You are God's field, God's building. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So just to uh, clarify, I will not be beatboxing at the talent show. That, for those of you who don't know what beatboxing is, that involves making noises, with your mouth very close to a microphone to a beat. I'm not capable of that. (laughs) I do not have that talent. And we're talking about choices today, so I'm choosing not to do that. From the moment we wake up in the morning until the time we go to sleep at night, we are faced with hundreds of choices. What am I gonna wear to work or to school? What, am I, what will I have for breakfast? Or will I even eat breakfast? Will I take the bus or beg my parent to drive me to school? Do I want a side salad or fries with my lunch? What am I going to fix for supper? 
When will I take a vacation? Where will I go on vacation? Choices. Everywhere we turn, there are choices. Some are small, like the ones I just mentioned. Other choices are more monumental, like will I drink at the party this weekend? Do I want to try drugs? Where will I go to college? Will I have sex with my boyfriend or girlfriend? Am I too old to change jobs? I wonder when I will retire. And then there are choices that affect our whole community. Do I want to put solar panels on my house? Whom will I marry? Should I drive an electric car? How many children should I have? How can I recycle responsibly? What can I do to make a difference in our environment? How will I behave toward my parents, toward my friends, toward a stranger? In the magical world of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, wizardry, you have to practice to say that, Harry Potter and his friends are relieved of some of their choices. In fact, in terms of choosing dormitories, it is the sorting hat that chooses where the boys and girls will live at the school. Harry Potter in Harry Potter and the, Secret Cha or the Chamber of Secrets is defeated because the Sorting Hat has put him in Gryffindor, and that was not really his choice. And into his disappointment, Dumbledore shares this wisdom. Dumbledore, if you are not familiar with Harry Potter, is always sharing wisdom. It is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. Dumbledore speaks truth. This morning, we have a total of 11, three at the early service and eight at this service. Math is not my talent either. Uh, eight 15 and 16-year-olds this morning in front of us will make a choice right here. They will choose to join this church. It actually happened on Monday when they met with the session, and the session has voted to approve these young people as new members. But now they are making their choice very public. Most of us in this room have made this choice as well. We have chosen to join this church, or perhaps we come regularly, but we have chosen not to join this church, or maybe we are still on the fence. We have not yet made a choice, which, interestingly enough, is also a choice. Now, none of these choices about joining church are right or wrong. The important thing, as Moses tells the Israelites, is to make an informed choice and to make sure that whatever you are choosing, you are choosing for life. Not that that one choice is for your whole life, but that you are choosing on behalf of life, living, being fully and present, alive. Almost as important as Moses are the words of Dumbledore. Our choices do show clearly who we are. In this passage that from Deuteronomy um, that 
Alex read this morning, Moses is winding up a rather lengthy sermon. I share this with all of you so that you know how fortunate you are this morning, and even when Alex preaches, because Moses' sermon lasts about 24 chapters of Deuteronomy. And honestly, Alex runs about 25 to 27 minutes. <laughs> the people of Israel have spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. They have watched manna appear to feed them. They have heard and the Ten Commandments and seen them as Moses brought them down the hillside. They built a golden calf. They destroyed a golden calf. They whined, they cried, they pled, they pleaded, they begged, and they rejoiced and worshiped and built temples or sanctuary places all along their journey in the wilderness. They made choices to follow God and they made choices to ignore God. And through everything, God chooses to remain faithful to the people of Israel and continually puts before them the choice for life. Now Moses knows he's going to die before he gets into the promised land. God has already talked to him about this. A new leader, Joshua, will finish the journey with the chosen people of Israel. So Moses is not only wrapping up his sermon right here in chapter 30, but he is literally wrapping up his whole ministry, 40 years of ministry. That's why Presbyterian ministers don't stay so long. You don't want to hear them preach that long. Just like preachers are taught, Moses brings his sermon full circle. He starts in chapter 4, verse 31, by saying to the people, because the Lord your God is a merciful God, he will neither abandon you nor destroy you. He will not forget the covenant with your ancestors that he swore to them. And so with this as his introduction, he goes through the whole holy history of the people wandering through the wilderness, their ups and their downs, and then he says to them, see, I set before you this day life and prosperity or death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, <clears throat> to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commandments. Moses makes the choice set before the Israelites very, very clear, life or death. And Moses exhorts them with the last breath of his body to choose life. Choose life. Now, Moses isn't talking about whether you're going to choose to live physically or choose to die. This sermon isn't about our mortality or immortality. This sermon, the choices that Moses sets before the people of Israel are quite literally about life, about how we are going to live, who we are as God's children, whether we live in service to God or we live for our own needs and wants. Moses is talking about our soul, our heart, our spirit. For Moses, choosing life means choosing to love God with all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our might, 
to walk with God and to walk in God's ways, to live our lives in ways that are just, right, and loving. And when we don't do that, when we don't choose that kind of life, then we choose death. Death to Moses doesn't mean that we stop breathing or stop having brain activity or get buried in the cold, hard ground. Death to Moses means that our lives are empty of God's presence. Death means we make choices that cause us to live outside the presence of God. Death means that instead of choosing ways that are just and kind and loving, we are exclusive. We choose injustice. We point out the differences of others rather than rejoice in the variety that those differences can add to our community. Death means we live in ways that are bullying, greedy, and self-serving. Death means that we love ourselves more than we love God. And this choice that Moses puts before the people of Israel and puts before us today isn't just about individual choices either. It's about community choices. Our communities, our schools, our families, our church, Rolling Meadows, Arlington Heights, Palatine, Mon Prospect, those communities. What kind of choices do we make in our community? Do we choose to have conversations with other people rather than merely attacking other people? Do we choose to follow God's law to love our neighbors, even when loving our neighbors is going to put us outside the cool group? Do we choose to work through our differences with another person in our communities, whether those are church, home, school? Do we choose to work through our differences face to face, rather than posting ugly comments on Facebook or sending emails or using whatever other form of social media we might want to use? Are we working hard every day without fail to make our community a better place, a place of love and justice, a place that God envisions when God talks about the kingdom of heaven? <clears throat> when we see racial inequity, do we name it? Or do we ignore it? When we see the lines outside of our pad site getting longer, do we decide to volunteer for an evening at pads? Or do we decide to go to the city council of Arlington Heights and talk about the desperate need for affordable housing in all of the northwest suburbs? When we fail to choose life in community, our community will self-destruct. And that includes our church community. It will self-destruct because it is living without the presence of God in its midst. When we fail to choose life, we keep secrets. And secrets will destroy individuals, relationships, and families. When we fail to choose life, promises are broken. Financial decisions are made that are irresponsible, and all of these choices lead to death, to living in a community 
where the sacred, where the Holy One is no longer present. And again, I say to you, that can even be the church. Now, choosing life, according to Moses, means that we choose to invest ourselves in six major activities each day and every day. And these activities are ironically, or perhaps not ironically, very closely related to what it means to be a Matthew 25 church. When we choose life, we choose to love God with our heart, our soul, and our might. We fight for justice. We give to the poor. We care for the hurting. We treat others fairly. We share what we have with others. And we don't merely do it on the surface, but we go deep and look at what the systemic causes are for this poverty, this racism, this inequity, and we try to work at changing systems. Every choice we make centers around these activities when we are choosing life. In other words, when I choose to serve at PADS, I am also making a choice for a life lived giving to God and to others. When I say yes, to serve as a shepherd in the Sunday school. It's another way that I'm choosing life and choosing to share that life with young children. When we agree to serve as a session elder or a deacon or a trustee, or even just simply serve on one of our com committees, we are not merely saying we will be another warm body around the table. We are choosing life. We are choosing for God. We are choosing to serve God. Too often we make our choices for the wrong reasons. We make choices based on what we need. And that's the other thing that Moses said. Choose life and blessing. But don't choose it based on what you need. How often have we heard someone leave a church because I just don't get what I need from worship. Or how many people get <clears throat> crossed off your Christmas card list because eh, they're just, you're not really close with them anymore. Or I, my friends don't pay attention to me, so I'm going to find a new friend group. I need this from my life partner, and that partner is not providing it for me, so I'm going to find another partner. The choice for life is a choice for God. It is a choice that puts others first. It is a choice that says we will work to make our relationships work. We will work to make our relationships better, our workplaces better, our schools better, our friendships better, and our communities better. We will work for a life that is full and just and lived in the presence of God. Moses tells the people of Israel to choose life, life that is abundant and full of purpose. God invites us to do something that is worthwhile. How many times do we ask ourselves, is this all there is? 
God invites us to be part of something bigger, to attach ourselves to the kingdom work, to something that's bigger and more expansive than our own lives. Today, some of you are joining the church. You're making a choice to be an active member of this particular faith community. And my prayer is that in making that decision, you're choosing life. You're choosing to make other choices as God would desire for you to make them. My prayer is that you are choosing the life that has meaning and purpose and extends far beyond anything that we can hope for or imagine on our own. My prayer for all of us is that we know that when we answer the questions that the pastors are going to ask in just a few minutes, they are life-changing questions. And when we affirm our answer to those questions, we choose life. We are choosing to live by a higher moral and ethical standard than others. We are choosing to make a difference in our world. We are choosing to love so that we can be the light that changes the world. It's not just something we say at the end of worship. It's something we are choosing and something we are living out with every fiber of our being. We are choosing a hard road, make no mistake about it, but God makes it possible for us to live this harder road because God has instilled God's love in our hearts and because we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Our choices are real, our choices matter, our choices change our lives and the lives of others. It is true what Dumbledore tells Harry. Our choices say a lot more about who we are and who we strive to be than any single talent we may possess. But here's the deal. God is with us when we choose life. As Moses began his sermon, because the Lord your God is a merciful God, he will neither abandon you nor destroy you. The choice of life is ours to make over and over again. God will never abandon or destroy us. God gives us a new chance every moment of every day to choose life. We are never done making this choice. We make it all the time. No matter how young we are and no matter how old we get, we continue to make a choice. So I say to you, choose life. Because when we choose life, our actions and our allegiances over our lifetime will define us. They will indeed tell other people who we are and to whom we belong. My dear friends, it truly is all about our choices. Amen. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights, please visit www.firstpresah.org for more information on service times, directions, 
and to learn more about the First Pres family of faith.